I'm, I'm actually very excited about about this team. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you just my okay start, starting roster for this for this team. I'm like very excited for this team. It's my highest paid pay payout. Well, second highest payout. Uh, my highest payout is the league I won last year, which I'll talk about later in the show when we get into fantasy. But let me read you my starting lineup for this team. My QB Patrick Mahomes. I got him at had a third overall pick. Okay. Uh, so my QB is Patrick Mahomes, RB1, Ramondre Stevenson, RB2, Alexander Madison. Now listen to my wide receiver one and two, because this is where it gets ridiculous. Wide receiver one, Devontae Adams. It's a dynasty league. Take a guess at who my wide receiver two is. Christian Watson. Tyreek Hill. Jesus. Dog, I got a bone to pick with Devontae Adams. I got a bone to pick with A.J. Brown. We're going to get into it. Oh, tight end David Nunjoku. Okay. Now remember, my it's a super flex 12 team league. My my QB2 is Tua Tagabailoa. Okay. Right. Let me tell you my flexes that I started last week when I scored over 200 points. Romeo Dubs. Okay. Jarek McKinnon. Okay. Tyler Lockett. Dog, Tyler Lockett is a fantasy winner every year. Now, let me read you some of my read you some of my bench players. Samaji P. Ryan, Aaron Jones, who was hurt. That's why he was on my bench. Uh, Raheem Blackshear, Jonathan Mingo, Cedric Tillman, Xavier Gibson, Curtis Samuel, Marquez Valdez Scantling, Dontavian Wicks, rookie for Green Bay, Trey Palmer, rookie for Tampa Bay, Gerald Everett, Noah Fant, Adam Troutman on my IR. I have Justin Shorter, uh, rookie wide receiver for Buffalo. It's supposed to be a speedster. I got Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. My taxi squad, I got Aiden O'Connell, who's the uh, QB that the Raiders drafted. Yep. And then Jason Brownlee, if you watched uh, Hard Knocks, he was one of the – I got both the Hard Knocks receivers, rookie receivers. I got you. Yeah, I watched Hard Knocks. So today – so in this league, there was a guy, right? He – I don't know what his draft strategy was, but his – Two starting quarterbacks in the 12 team Superflex League. It was Justin Fields Oof. and Ryan Tannehill. Oh, he in the he you in the hood now, baby. Now, a couple weeks ago, when I like when I constructed this team on draft day, I realized that the Chiefs and the Dolphins have a week 10 bye. So the first two weeks, I was sending out trades trying to get low-tier quarterbacks mm-hmm. that I could plug in for week 10. And try to construct a roster that was decent enough because it's a division rival. It's a it's it's four teams, three divisions. No, three divisions, four teams. Four divisions, three teams. Excuse me. Can you hear me? Four, I can hear you. You're good. Yeah. Four divisions, three teams. So it was a division rival. I pay him week ten and week twelve. So I was like, all right, I gotta I gotta have like a QB to have a, to to fill that that roster space. So I ended up getting a trade. I traded for Mac Jones. Okay. Do a little trade package. So I have my week 10 matchup set. And then week 12, I'd have my full lineup set. So I had it figured out. Well, this this guy who drafted Justin Fields and Ryan Tannehill as his two starting quarterbacks, he comes in the chat and was like, starting Ryan Ryan Tannehill is bad for my mental health. I I can't do this anymore. So I said, hey, in the the group chat, I said, hey, I got Mac Jones. And I said, actually, Mac Jones for Damian Pierce. 
He said, let me think on it. So then the next day or Monday, yesterday, he sends me a trade. Initial trade, Mac Jones for Damian Pierce straight up. And before, right, right when I was going to press accept, my finger was there. I was getting ready to fat finger it, my man, that, Danny. That fat finger. I was like, let me have a look at his roster. Because you know how Sleever lets you have a look at the full roster. So yeah. I, I have a look at his full roster. And I see George Pickens. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. Why not? Like, why, why not? I have George Pickens in my other Dynasty League, which is a complete rebuild, as you and I were just talking about. Why not just try for George Pickens? So I sent him a trade. Right, counter. Mac Jones and Tank Bigsby for George Pickens, Damian Pierce. He thinks on it and says, I don't really want to depart from George Pickens, but I cannot keep starting Ryan Tannehill at the QB position. He hates Ryan Tannehill so much. He said, you have a deal. That's crazy. I, I accept. I He pressed, he, he pressed accept. I, I put my phone down. How many minutes do you think it took? Three and a half. Took two. Someone said, hey, yo, he in here tanking again, y'all. And then I explained it to him. I said, yo, he needed a quarterback. I offered him one. And so what are we talking at, about? So everyone looked at him and was like, he got ripped off, so on and so forth. And I thought, and I and I kept saying, he had a need. I had a QB. What I did was essentially concede a win, uh, concede a win in week 10 for the future development and growth and progress of George Pickens and Damian Pierce. I like it. You sent me that trade. Like you sent me the did you put it in the in the going for two chat or like you, you I first put it in the going for two chat and then yeah. I sent you the the up the, the, the trade That's counter right. that was taken and I, I didn't think it would be taken, but it was it was taken and now everyone says I'm I am the team to beat, which I guess by my roster and points scored over two hundred last week. I would I would think so. But with health, this team I think I'm building for the future and the right now. I told the I told the chat I'm I learned from the Howie Roseman school of GM. That's right. That's right. I still have all my picks, and this is a more linear draft. So even if I win, I'd have uh, I have the twelfth overall pick. But I've been I've been letting the people know that I'm going to win the championship and have Marvin Harrison Jr. next year. I don't think that's very possible unless I give up a superstar. But we'll see. I need to I need to hit the I need to call Howie because two of my teams are in shambles and I need some help. Listen, man, that that listen, our 10 team dynasty league, like I told you, I am playing chestnut checkers because people for people really forgot that I constructed this league. So I know the inner workings of all the draft picks, future yeah. taxi squads, roster constructions. Like I, I know it all. That's why that is why I'm really starting. Listen, let me Hold up, ISO on me. That's why I'm really starting to embrace this true Vince McMahon role. Because people don't realize that I know. And I'm starting to really figure this out. Everyone kept saying in the offseason, now I'm talking redraft. Everyone kept saying in the offseason, you not winning nothing. Your team, glorified losers. They're talking about my team because once Nick Chubb went out, that's a wrap for me. Listen, did you take it? Listen, okay. Can I get your honest opinion? Yes. 
while I do this, don't judge me, but I do have a Capri Sun here. That's fine. Okay. I had Gushers earlier. All right. Looks like we're the same level of childish. How do you feel about the commissioner, this commissioner's report? I love the commissioner's report, but I just don't love it because I'm at the bottom of the league. Like, I'm fighting Greg for – like, the only thing going for me is that I score a lot of points. I just go against people who score more points. Like, everyone has a record week against me. Which means that in due time, it's the pendulum's got to swing your way. It's got to. It's got to. Like the past, you're, gonna, you're just going to play a team who just doesn't who doesn't show up. Like the last three weeks, I've scored. I would have beaten damn near everyone else in the league. It's just people have someone that just goes off on their roster, and I lose. What are your thoughts on the latest on on this week's edition of the the commissioner's report? Any any thoughts? Any overall thoughts on the league? Through- I love the league. This is one of my favorite leagues. Um, I love the commissioner's report. I don't like that I'm the game of the week because it's between. It's like the Tad isn't the other guy I'm going against. He's not at the bottom. Greg's at the bottom of the league. It's Greg than me. But yeah, he and I are essentially fighting for oh, second man. to last place. I, I just realized I had an eight next to his name, but he's really he's really seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ice Davis. Yeah, he and I are like no, I, 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 no, I did put him at I, I did put him at eight. I forgot about my own uh, about my own power rankings. You're right. Yeah, the eight versus nine. I looked at, at when I and listen. So one one thing about me is I analyze everyone's team while I do these. Oh wow, I was the second lower score last week. That's so when I looked. I was like, he's got one win, but he's not scoring a lot of points in the grand scheme of it. Like, I mean, I'm the fourth highest leading scorer in this league, and I am 0-3. Should I show it on the screen so the people can follow along? Yeah, throw it, throw it on the screen. Throw it on let's, the screen. Let's, let's, go, let's go through it. I didn't realize while, while I was we do, f- While I pull this up, Danny, why don't you let the good people know who the podcast is brought to him by in this week's iteration of the podcast. So this show is brought to you by goingfor2.com. Fantasy season is here. I need to do some more homework because obviously I'm not doing enough. Dog, the more I look at the point differential, the more pissed off I got. I have the lowest point, dif- second lowest point differential, no, third lowest point differential in this league, and I'm on three. Um, here's what goingfor2.com, all your fantasy needs. Yeah, man, it's so frustrating. Like this Ladies is what it feels like to be a, a Vikings fan. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, well, welcome to episode 116, 116 of Speak On It. Ladies and gentlemen, as you can tell by the title, send help. Danny, I'm about to throw this up. Throw it uh, up. Oh, and of course, we're joined by the Smooth Smooth Planet Losty Mix. I'm your co-host for the evening, Danny Ocean. D, throw it up on the screen and we'll look at it and I can just get even more aggravated. It shouldn't be like this, man. You like you like that. You're right. The pendulum has to swing the other way at some point in time. But by the time it does, it's going to be too late. All right, Danny. Let's take a look at the overall standings. You're, I mean, oh and three, man. Look at this: three hundred and sixty-four point two six points. Insane. You're 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 in ninth place. You're back only sixty-six points. Insane. But you like look at this week. You, my man scored 136. You put up 104, which so in my defense, some points on your bench. Saquon is out. Hold on, let me let me go to my roster. Saquon was out this week. Nick Chubb blew his knee out. I have DeAndre Swift as my backup, but I had to play Samaji P. Ryan because again, Saquon 
and Nick Chubb were out. And Jalen Waddle was out, so I had to throw in Drake London. And DJ Moore has done absolutely nothing. So yeah. It's tough tough for you out here. It's tough. Like how do you feel about number 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 two right here? Three and no. Look at that. Hold on. Let me go back. I'm jumping back and forth on my phone. Cause two and oh. Three and oh. This is crazy. Built around Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Everyone thought I was reaching when I when I took those back to back. But you had the tenth overall pick, so I don't mm-hmm. know how that's a reach. Dog, I'm so just frustrated. The true right, like I have to trust that the opinions are going to come and swing my way, and we're going to start stacking some wins because it's no way, man. Well, similarly to the to the winless game that we have in the NFL that we're getting ready to preview. Listen, sir, you are in the game of the week. You are in the game of the week now. This, in the commissioner's power ranking, this is number nine versus number eight. Listen, Tad may have one win, but Danny, he's not—he's barely winning these games. Listen, this week he barely lost to the defending champion by three, and that was still a fairly low-scoring game at one hundred and thirteen to one hundred and sixteen. I have scored almost fifty more points than him. Yeah, but you know what, Mike Williams. Hope he feel you know, and you blew his knee out. I put a lot of stock in Quentin Johnson in a lot of leagues, and I have Jay Herbo. That's we're gonna ride that to the championship. I just feel like, and let, let me pull this up again because I just like seeing this. Just, I just like seeing this, man. Look, look at this. According to the commissioner's power rankings, Danny, I'm right there, sitting sit at third. Can you believe that the number one team in the commissioner's power ranking? It's two and one, but there is a huge gap between his points and, and everyone else's. He's up. Yeah, just dominant. 34.12. If you look at his roster, you're like, whoo, buddy. It's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, shout out, shout out, shout out to the All Money and Redraft League. You guys are amazing. Uh, hey, guys, You guys are amazing. Listen, Danny, and one, one, one more thing there. It felt even better to get a win over Joe this week, as you could so tell. You, by my activity. you and yeah, you and Joe have Austin Rock level beef. I got to I got to let it be. I, I didn't I, I didn't like him coming into the league going fourteen and zero, and then one and done in the playoffs. I knew he was fraudulent from the beginning, but that was a good one. First time I beat him in the regular season. Even though every time we've played, I've always felt like I had the better team. They just didn't show up that week. But finally felt good to get a win against him. Kyle, welcome, my brother. Kyle, speaking of that dynasty league, you are three and no, Kyle. You got a you pulled one out uh and versus me last week. Kyle, I was actually just talking to Danny about that dynasty league. And I guess since we're here, we might as well start the show with it. Let's do it. Everyone, everyone thinks I'm tanking, Kyle, but really, if you look at my team each week, I'm really figuring out my lineup for one. My team's young. Um, once Pickens and Najee Harris really start uh, performing at the level that that offense, I think could. I think it. I think. I think my team's only destined to get better. Obviously, you know Trevor Lawrence. Once the Jags start performing better, you know, uh, and everyone thinks I'm tanking. But Kyle, I will remind everyone that I am the mastermind that constructed this league. I am the mastermind in charge of this league. Some may call me Vince McMahon and honestly I'm leaning right into it because I love it. So I am um 
I, I am Vince McMahon in, in some aspects. But if you remember how I constructed this league, I'm big anti-tanking. So effectively, there is no such thing as tanking in this league because in order to get the number one overall uh, draft pick, you have to win the consolation tournament. So what did I go out and do? I just went out and got the draft, the number, uh, the first round pick of the guy that I think is most likely to win the consolation tournament. So while everyone's playing chess, I think I'm playing checkers. If you have my number one overall, I mean, if you have my first round draft pick, but the way this roster is looking, at best, you will be picking fourth. Good. But we'll see. I think I have a lot of hope in this team. It's a young team, maybe the youngest in the league. I think if they get it together, this is a team that could be fighting for a wild card spot. But well, we are not tanking by any stretch of the imagination. I'm this close to having a fire sale. We'll see what happens this week, but I can't be wasting Josh Allen's career like this. Need to make a decision. Now nah, you got to keep him on your roster. You trade. I, I, no, no, no. I'm saying Josh deserves better. Is what I mean. Josh, well, is my not brother, step into my office. Maybe we can make a deal. I'm, I'm right here. I got my. You want to do that? You want to do this live? Screw we it. Can talk about it. We can talk about it. I'm uh, here. Let me, let me, if let we're me here, jump. we're here. Kyle says, "I think we want to be playing chess, not checkers." Listen, Kyle, I am playing checks, uh, chess, not checkers. Bam! You can't get Marvin. Listen. Bam, you understand that in order to get Marvin Harrison, let's just say you want to take Marvin Harrison Jr. number one overall. I would have to win the consolation bracket because you you can't, you have to set every position on a, in the consolation tournament. And I do not think I have the capabilities to win anybody's consolation tournament with the way this team's currently constructed and performing. But again, I think we are going to turn this season around and I think we're going to be in the playoffs. Danny, back back to our yeah, back talk to our, our negotiation. So there are a few people on your roster I'd be interested in. I'd be interested in Christian Watson. I'd be interested in James Conner. What are, I mean, what type of what type of who who is who is tradable for you, my man? Because I'm looking at your roster. So the only person who was untouchable, Josh Allen, Devontae, and that's about it. There are some people I have I want to keep my eye on. Like, I want to keep my eye on Quentin Johnson. Dalton Kincaid, don't want to move him. But it's not out of the realm of possibility. (sighs) Because a lot of my players on, I have Who three players. On, you said? So untouchable. I will not listen to Josh Allen, Devonte Smith. They're not going anywhere. And you're interested in James Conner. I am interested in James Conner, and I am also interested. Hold on, where's the other person? I would be interested in Dallas Goddard. And there was another person: James Conner, Dallas Goddard, and um, Christian Watson. But I have, I have. If I take Dallas Goddard, I'm gonna have to give you a tight end because this is tight end university where I'm at. I have plenty of tight ends. No, first off, you you definitely don't have tight end university over there. I'm just saying uh, I have a roster full of tight ends. Not that they're yeah, good. But you're not. You're not doing nothing with them. Um, 
if you want to talk about Titan University, you're talking about Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, Luke Musgrave, and Sam Laporte over here. That's fair. Would you be okay. willing to part ways with Dallas Goddard since you have Sam Laporta? You know what? But that's Devontae in Dallas. That's that's fighting the hand, you know. Hey, I have Najee and George Pickens, so. That's true. All right. Okay. All right. Here's 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 what I'm potentially thinking. Okay. I don't know if I can move Christian Watson. But, okay. But what I do think I I I think what I could maybe two people I can part ways with some folks I can part ways with Dallas Goddard. Okay. James Connor. Okay. Um, how do you feel about how do you feel about your defensive players? Oh, they they are you are you looking at Magabosa? Actually, no, I'm not looking at any of them. All right. <laughs> no, never mind. No, never mind. So you looking for Magabosa? He on the block. Okay. Yeah, I think I would I think I would be willing to part ways with Dallas Goddard and James Conner. Okay. What? And um Yeah. Is there anyone on my team that you're I don't know, man. You listen, I'm going to be honest with you. This is going to this is going to take some draft picks cuz I'm yo Danny, you don't have There's have only one person that I have I'm looking at is Mike Evans. Okay. It'll take a lot to get Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans was for sale all last year. No one. Okay, so here's my thing. So you say Devontae is untouchable. Yes. But it's going to take a lot to get Mike Evans. So Not you're really. I'm just option. saying Mike Evans is on pace to have an, another historic season. Like last year I was trying to sell a little low on Mike. So your, I mean, your alternate wide receiver options. Let me read this out: yep. John Mechie, Curtis yep. Samuel, Quentin Johnson, Allen Robinson, Deontay Johnson, and Hunter Renfro. Yep. We in the ghetto. Told you. Okay, I just want to acknowledge that. Yep. So I, I would think Mike Evans. Okay. How about this? How do you feel about How do you feel about Dallas Goddard, James Conner, and either Sky Moore or Jonathan Mingo? For Mike Evans 
and those two third round picks that are not yours. Do 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 do. Oh, we're doing we're doing the Jeopardy. Who do those two thirds? Okay, well, yeah, okay. And say it, not say it. So say it, not say is going to win the league. Assuming that you, like I believe, your team won't be in the con, your team won't be in the playoffs. Maybe so. If it ends up in the consolation bracket, you still own that third round pick wherever you may land. True. Me to end the show to think of it, but you're. Yeah, I like where your head's at. My brother, the people are. We're. we're this is an audio adventure. We got to talk through this. This. This isn't. Let's see. Kyle, yes. what do you think of this trade? We'll, we'll. We'll. We'll bring in a member of the audience. Let's do it. So, Kyle, right now the trade. Pro- the trade proposal is. Uh, Danny would be getting James Connor. He would be getting. How, who 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 would you choose, Sky Moore or Jonathan Mingo? Sky Moore. So James Conner, Sky Moore, Dallas Goddard, and I would be getting Mike Evans and two third round picks via Greg and say it not say it. I check that back. I'll take Jonathan Mingo because again we're 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 building this roster from the ground up. All right, Jonathan Mingo. What do you think about that, Kyle? So Kyle, it's James Conner, Jonathan Mingo, Dallas Goddard, Mike for Mike Evans, and two third round picks. And this and this is essentially this would be essentially me punting on the season because Mike Evans is the second best receiver I have. Like he's the only can it's him, Devontae. Like this is this would be me punting on the season unless I pull. But I'll tell you what, if if you swapped Mike Evans for Devontae because you wanted to keep him. Then I would say Devonte, and if if we're going to talk about Devonte, Bam's first round pick is on the table. That's right. a that that's a that's a Bam's first round pick is golden. Yeah, like if, if we the the bar we starting at that first round pick if Devonte's well, on the at, table. Well, look at look at Kyle. So Kyle says for our original offer, then he's having a hard time figure out which side he would prefer. So he would suppose that would mean it's fair. Yeah. I can I'm just trying to think how I would maneuver to get another legit wide receiver. I think I can make it work. With Deontay Johnson, he's not a legit wide receiver. Well, I'll say this. What say you? If I include Scott Moore in this deal, then I would either ask for If you throw in Sky more, I would be open to doing a third and a second. Let's see how that adds up. If I throw in, if I throw in Sky more, I would either want. All right. Okay. I would either want your second round pick mm-hmm. or Devin Achaney. Oh, so you would be getting. Hold on. So I'd be giving Mike Evans two thirds. Mike Evans, Devon A. Chain, and two thirds, and you would be getting 
Dallas Goddard, Jonathan Mingo, Sky Moore, and James Conner. I'm just I'm just throwing it into my my trade machine. And it says that's a fair trade. Do 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 So you so so you would want to do Devin A chain in the, the two thirds. Yeah, Devin A chain the two thirds and Mike Evans. And if I do that, I can maneuver some of these tight ends. Yeah, Quentin. I forgot. I, I keep forgetting I have Quentin Johnson. Let's see. Let's look at let's look at Mike, not Mike Evans. Uh what's his name? Mike Williams. Look at his contract. Because he I think he just signed a new contract, right? Like he's not going to yeah. be a free agent after this year. No, they yeah, can get will. out after this year. They can get out after this year. This is this is definitely uh I, I believe in Quentin Johnson. You know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Here we go. Danny. Trades, come, trades coming your way. Ladies and gentlemen, Sade has trade has been sent through. Did you send it already? I Damn you it. fast. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, do we have a live for the first time ever? A live speak on it trade. We do. Ladies. And gentlemen, here we go. Congratulations, you have Mike Evans. A trade has been completed, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get a round of applause. Let's get a round of applause for good business, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get a round of applause for good business. So ladies and gentlemen, for the first time ever on Speak On It, we have an agreed upon and completed confirmed trade. Danny receives James Conner, Dallas Goddard, Jonathan Mingo, and Sky Moore. I receive Mike Evans, Devin A. Chain, and two third round picks. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a live trade. And that takes us perfectly, Danny. Yo, someone's I, gonna I, someone's gonna rip this trade. I can feel it. Gerson is he is lurking what, in the corner. He's gonna what, be like what's there, what's there to rip? I don't know. Every every trade that happens in this league. So I got a run, I got a running back for I got a new I got a, a young running back giving away an older running back that's yep. consistent with points yep. and I'm getting a wide receiver that's consistent in points and giving you a dynamic tight end to match with Devonta. Yes. yes. Okay. I think that's pretty fair. I think, I think Mike Evans pushes you into you have contention. a, you have a first year and a second year receiver. And I, now I have space to draft two more. So look at, look at this roster, baby. I'm gonna have to drop some people. Nah, we're good. We're good. Congratulations, Dallas. You are my starting. Oh, this feels nice. And I'm going to be honest with you. I still feel really good about my tight end room because I still got Sam Laporta. I got Luke Musgrave. Um, and I got Zach Ertz. It's, it's a good day. It is a very good day. Danny, we spent the first 30 minutes talking about the trade. Yep. So, uh, let's let's hop right into some uh, – um, oh, Kyle. You want to talk about this, Danny, while we're here? Yeah, Kyle said the, the I-chain, and that's fair. So, Dan, Danny says um, – uh, Danny says, again, like my thoughts on the first trade, it seems fair, but the A-chain aspect may – Make me flip to D's side. Now he adds, but makes sense for Danny to get two 
essentially uh, rookie wide receivers because Sky Moore is clearly still figuring out how to play professional football. And while we're here, Danny, let's get right into the NFL. Let's do it. Uh, um, ladies and gentlemen, we are now three weeks, no, two weeks, three weeks, three, three weeks uh, through the NFL season. Uh, last night, we had another doubleheader NFL game. What are your thoughts on the doubleheader NFL Monday night game? Um, I'm worried about the Bengals. Like, like they, they showed signs, still worried about Joe's calf. Um, they seem to figure it out, though. If, if for me, I, I don't know, as an organization, oh, the Rams aren't the best team, but I don't know if I'd send Joe Burr out there basically on one leg against Aaron Donald. It worked out. Uh, the Eagles, 3-0, and and they still don't look good. I, I just. No, they don't. I'm Yo, waiting. It's it's I am too, but what I'm what I'm noticing from the Eagles is I think the coaches are recognizing that the passing offense isn't necessarily there yet, and they are really leaning on the run. And I've noticed that the last two games, you know, when the when the it's early in games too. I think they I've noticing yeah. and you let me know if you feel the same. I'm noticing that you know y'all try to start out really trying to pass the ball downfield, and and if it's not there early. Y'all get to – it's like y'all hit like – the. it's like an immediate flip to, oh, we're just going to run this football. And well, from, it's y'all's most dangerous element now because I think last year maybe Miles Sanders didn't maybe fit the running scheme that y'all have. But DeAndre Swift and what he does, it seems like he brings another element to what I believe is a really, really good run scheme that y'all have. Yeah, I, I think – and the people that I listen to that talk about the Eagles talk about how um, teams are dropping more in coverage because they don't want to give you the big play. And then, like you said, it's like, all right, we'll go to the line. We'll just check to inside zone, and we're going to trust our offensive line to open up. Like, I think DeAndre Swift last night got 99 yards before contact. Yeah, like, he had a 100-yard gain without anyone touching him. That, boy, that, that man was cooking. He, so, he was cooking. it's nice. Uh, the two picks Jalen threw, the first one, he was throwing to Swift. Swift ran to Texas rod instead of curling. That's a miscommunication. Don't like it. The second one was just a hell of a play. I think the difference between this Eagles team this yeah, year and last year <laughs> – that second one was insane. But that, last year, he completed great, that. It was a great play, but I know the coach was like, yo, if you could have just landed in the end zone originally, they would have taken it out from the 25. I know he was upset. They took it out from the, from the half-yard line. From the half-yard line. I'll say this. And if, I, if I'm Jalen, if I'm Jalen, I understand why you throw that ball because last year that worked, right? Last year – that ball's in the end zone and it's a touchdown. Like you think about the AJ Brown touchdown against the Steelers, it goes to Mika Fitzpatrick's hands. Except this year, they aren't going. For, they're going for interceptions or they're not being completed. So I understand maybe the frustration that Jalen may be having. Like the luck is going the other way. Like you're going the regression back to the mean. It just seems to be the the buzzword. Yeah. So and it was funny that they that the that one of the stories coming in the game was how Jalen. Hurts has historically struggled against Todd Bowles and yeah. struggled against Tampa Bay. I'm gonna be honest with you. Last night, it was more, much more of the same. It was just uh, Tampa Bay just couldn't really get it done offensively. Like they, they just, they just uh, didn't I'll, make enough plays. There were some drives, like there's the touchdown throw to Alameda Zacchaeus. I think Jalen, even last year, he has this problem. He he breaks out the pocket way too fast. I mean, he doesn't need to. Like if you watch like it in slow mo, like he has a pocket, he just bails. Like touchdown to Alameda was perfect. Climbs the pocket. He stays there. He finds Lama. That's the best throw of his career, in my opinion, outside of uh, the Dallas Goddard out route in the Super Bowl. Like for Jalen, it's more so staying in the pocket, staying in rhythm, and, and trusting. And, I, and it come, 
I think um, Sirianni talked about next year. He's he's going to want his team to play in the preseason next year. Like, yeah, he's think, like because he doesn't teams, play them in the preseason. Start. Yeah, I think I think more teams will start. I think I just think there's a way to do it. I think um, I think there's just a way to do it. I think yeah, you don't have to go to the full Baltimore Ravens route, but I think there's 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 a, there's a way to do it. How do you feel yeah. about Bam in the comments saying that Detroit uh, DeAndre Swift is about to rear his head soon? And if he does, we have a, a deep running back room. Like there, you still got Kenny Gainwell, you still got Boston Scott. I know the team is down on Rashad Penny, but there's going to be a point in the season, two or three games, you're going to need Rashad Penny. And and I why are they theory. down on Rashad Penny? Well, from what I understand, he just doesn't have the juice anymore. Like I mean, he's had so many lower leg injuries. For me, I think it's more so. I think they also know that we're going to need Rashad Penny at some point. So let's try to keep him as fresh as possible. But he's like getting no carries. Like he's activated and he's just standing. Did you see last night? They they um they were talking about the running backs and they did a close up on Rashad Penny. He's just standing with his helmet like a kid waiting to go in. Like it it looked really sad. Oh man, that's the worst. Shout out shout out to Rashad Penny. He's still doing well, my brother. Who uh who was your surprise winner of the weekend? My surprise winner. I mean, it's got to be the Cardinals, right? I think the, <laughs> I think it's the card, and this is not even Cowboys. Hey, this is just like the Cardinals were, weren't they like double digit underdogs? I want to say they were like 12, 14 point underdogs. Mm-hmm. And that it's not like they, they lucked up a draft to win. Like they were in the, they were in charge damn near the entire game. So that's the first time Jonathan Gannon has been in that stadium and now blown a second half lead. Good for him. It's definitely for me. It's the Cardinals. Listen, I'm I'm going to go with the Indianapolis Colts who that went game into, was insane. Who went into Baltimore and beat the Ravens? Um, now like it's, it's really wild. That that game, I forgot the call, but there was a missed call that did not go into Baltimore's favor. I think it was a band. Maybe you watched the game. Was it a PI? It wasn't a ref from the passer, but I remember watching that play. It was a PI. It was a blatant PI. It was a tug, and it didn't get called. And that oh, against, uh, it was on uh, Zay Flowers. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching that, and I was like, ooh, that's the kind of yeah. stuff that cost you a touchdown. game. Might have been a touchdown if, if maybe if he scored. And uh, Justin Tucker. Just oh, he he missed he missed the big one that 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 uh yeah. they ended up losing by three. So you let the Colts kicker come into to your, your house, house and kick over like I think he kicked like four fifty plus yards. Your couch ate your food. Mm. Mm. Hey, couldn't have been my franchise though. Shout shout out shout out to Bam. Go ahead, Bam. Listen, shout out to Lamar. I see you, Bam. Yeah, yeah. Listen, who was your uh who was your biggest loser of the week? Was it also Dallas? No. The Minnesota Vikings. Oh the, the Chargers did their best to charger and Minnesota said, No, 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 no. That's our job. Let Ladies us and gentlemen, I'm here to let you know nobody wanted to win that game. That that the Chargers and the Vikings playing this year just reminds you that there are some teams in the NFL who as talented as they may be. Are inept to losing, to winning. They they just they oh, yeah. they just can't figure out how to put it all together. They're not. They're just not there yet. It's they're like just Brandon more dogs. It's like Brandon Staley's like, yeah, I'm done coaching. How can I throw this game? And Kirk Cousins was like, no, 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 no. I'm gonna I'm gonna start this campaign every week until it gets done. 
blow the whole defense up. Not not literally. I'm saying you have all these big time names, all this big time money, blow it up. There is there what is the need and what is the point of paying all these superstars if this is the defensive effort you guys are going to get most weeks i know they won this week so shout out to them they were able to hold when they were you know the defense ended up making the, the game win in play so i can't really hate too much but what is the point disgusting i just why did the game even get to that point because if i if i remember correctly let me do my research here. let me why you do that? I'll say Kirk Cousins is definitely doing his part to make sure Caleb Williams is taking his job next year. Listen, the Vikings uh, were down fourteen to ten at half. They both scored fourteen points to win. They both scored fourteen points in the in the in the second half, a touchdown each quarter. So again, I, and I'm, shout out to the Houston Texans. Oh yeah, CJ Stroud. Listen, did you see the report that uh, there are a lot of Texans players in the locker room who are very, very happy that the Texans landed the number two overall pick and were able to take C.J. Stroud because they they feel like he is really the guy. They feel like he can really take this this franchise to the next level or where they were before, you know, the Deshaun Watson trade. Yeah, I mean, look at Houston, look at Cleveland. Which team would you rather watch right now? Which team do you have more faith in? Houston or Cleveland? It's Cleveland, but the margin is not as big as one would think. Like Cleveland still has an amazing defense, Jim Schwartz. Yeah, but I mean the way that uh, that Texans defense was playing yesterday, I mean Sunday, it was it was impressive. D'Amico Ryan's has those has those guys really ready to play. Let me tell you something. Y'all remember my predictions about the AFC South? Now maybe I need to watch a little bit more tape of the Jaguars, but they they struggle to rush the passer a lot. Like, they are not good at rushing the passer. But I feel like people thought, and I'm one of those people, it's like it's Doug Peterson. Like, Doug Peterson, year two, is something special. Calvin Ridley was coming back. ETN's healthy. And it just hasn't clicked. Well, it didn't click Sunday. So are you saying just give it time? I am a give it. I'm not. I'm not pushing the panic. It's going to be a long time before I push the panic button on the Jaguars because they play in the AFC South. In our 12 team Superflex redraft league. Yes. Right. I am doing great in that league. Yeah, I am not doing too hot in that league. Uh, I have Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, and Calvin Ridley. Do you suggest that I look to trade either Etienne or Calvin Ridley? Uh, I, I what's your hold on? Let me go to that league right now. I would say give it another week because the Jags play in London Sunday. That's the Toy Story game. Really looking forward to that. I am too. I'm actually really excited for that. I'm gonna watch that telecast. I want to see what that looks like. I hope they have like a I ha, I hope they have that I hope they have like a Toy Story equivalent to the Slime Zone. Um, that that, so that felt like a pause moment. It's funny because I have Evan Ingram. Um, but I got Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, and Calvin Ridley, and then you know, I mean, dude, I need a maybe. You, yeah, maybe I got to give it a week because I do. I have been without Christian Watson this entire time, so my art, my wide receiver too has been Nico Collins. Okay, what do you need on that team? Uh, a wide receiver too, and and maybe a decent flex. Is there anything on my roster that interests you? 
All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, for those following along, this may we may have a second live trade. We are not in our dynasty league. Danny and I are in a twelve-team superflex redraft league that Kyle is also in. By yes, the way. Kyle is also um, in. So, I, and I am currently in first place in my division, which I think is the most competitive division out of all the divisions in this league. Thank you to the mastermind who put it together. Have I scored scored the most points in this league? Yes. So I, because I have Keenan Allen, I've scored the most points in this league. I am number one and I am number two overall behind Hokey Stoners, who was undefeated. He was in my division. Who was in your division? Yeah, Bam. Bam. Sorry. Um, brother. Because I'm, I am a little weak at running back. Like I could be interested in ETN. Because mm. I have Derrick Henry, and Rashad White. Derrick Henry, he he been slipping a little bit. Rashad White, he's cool. But Keenan Allen not gonna give me 56 points every week. Okay, and you're looking at Travis ETN. Um. Well then, uh, what about Travis Etienne and Pat Fryer Muth for Travis Etienne? No, hold on. I have Travis Etienne. What about Travis Etienne and Pat Fryer Muth for uh, Stephon Diggs and Evan Ingram? Diggs is untouchable. Okay, my brother. Diggs is the only consistent. That is a fair trade, though. I don't want to sound like you're ripping me off, because you're not. Okay, so so you said you start you start this off with Keenan Allen can't score me fifty six fifty six points every week, which I took as okay. You don't want to trade Keenan Allen. So it's funny. I tried to trade Keenan Allen last week, and someone told me no. Like I tried to trade them Keenan Allen for AJ Brown. And they were like, "I here's the trade I offered last week. It was Keenan Allen and Evan Ingram for AJ Brown." And they were like, "No." Well, I'm I'm interested in Stephon Diggs and Evan Ingram because in our redraft league, I have them both. Okay. So, would you be interested in Tyler Lockett and Evan Ingram? Uh, no, sir. I mean, Tyler, uh, you talk about a decent flex. He's a decent flex. Listen, you're taking Travis Etienne. I don't have to take Travis Etienne. No, you're going to take Travis Etienne because who who my RB two is James Cook. That's true, but see, you have, you have a good running back room. Hmm. <laughs> do 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 do. Yeah, I'm gonna do, do, I'm gonna have to sleep on that one. All right, brother man. I'm gonna have to sleep oh. on that one. Because I say that because when I looked at the rest of your roster, I mean, I, are you laughing at my roster? I'm, no, I'm two and one. I'm not laughing at it. I'm just saying, like, okay, if he had, to, he's going to have to. I just took it as you're going to have to trade either Stephon Diggs or Keenan Allen. And Correct. I feel like, and I felt like you would want to keep the dude who scored 50. So I was yeah. like, all right, well, he. 
he I was like, all right, what else do what I might need? And then I was like, oh well, he's got Evan Ingram. I can I could definitely I can, use I can def- Evan Ingram's on the block. Evan- so I could definitely use an Evan Ingram that I would just give him my my I mean you can have Evan Ingram or I mean you can have Pat Fryermuth or Tyler Higby, whichever you would prefer. Straight up for Evan Ingram. No, I was I was talking about. Oh, him. you're talking about it in the the framework of the original trade. Yeah, understood, understood. Yeah, let me sleep on that. All right, well, because yeah. I was about to. I mean, really, that's the best. That's would you would you take Keenan Allen over Diggs? Are you? Are, my question is, why would you want to do that? Like, I don't understand that for you. That's that's like your best player. Full transparency because you're my friend. Keenan mm-hmm. Allen is bound to drop off. And I'm not talking about like drop off. I'm talking about significantly. Well, this isn't a dynasty league. All you need him for is this year. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying like Keenan Allen, every time I've had Keenan Allen, it doesn't work. Like he gets hurt in the middle of the year. His production falls off. No. See? I, I I like I like the Stephon Diggs stock that I have this year, and yeah, I don't. I, lo- have... I love Stephon Diggs too. That's why I drafted him so early. I also drafted him early in the league. All right, so since that's not going to work, I am open to trading Evan Ingram straight up for someone on your roster, even if it's just running back depth. I'm open to that. Nah, brother, man, I gotta get I gotta get Travis Etienne off my roster. I'm gonna be honest with you. Okay. I understand. Either him or him or Calvin Ridley. Okay. That's that's the main focus. I just I don't I don't know what I was thinking. Well, I do know what I was thinking getting this triple this triple stack, which when it when it pays off, it works. So like week one when I won, it actually worked really well. Yeah. So I understand. think on it. Let me know. All right. Uh well where else where else are we? Uh, I think we're we're ready to go into college football. Oh yeah, even even better college football, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you were able to to peep college football this weekend, but there were some really really good matchups. Danny, what was your biggest win of the the weekend? Uh, my biggest win, definitely Ohio State. The Ohio State. Oh man, what a hell of a game! What what a game what and a legacy got, drive by number six the quarterback what a legacy drive dog, he's a freshman right or is he oh, uh, yeah he's a freshman he's a true freshman or is a retro freshman no that i don't know no, i don't know but he's a freshman. doesn't matter you go into south bend against a top 10 notre dame team and you got them to fuck out the paint for the rest of the year thank Not you for the rest of the year they still they still got a pathway but it, it'll be tough that's a big that's a good loss on their resume if they stay undefeated that that that's big like I, I stayed up. That was that game. But let me tell you something, man. It's not like it was like an easy drive. He was making tough throws in tough situations tough. on key downs, putting the ball where it needs to be. Like what and points? Then, and then to run the ball to win the game. To win the game. Most teams don't do that. Now, granted, Notre Dame only had ten players on the field, and the whole left side of the line. I think it was a three to one advantage. Yeah, it seemed like it a real easy thing to do, but he still did it. He still did it. It it, it was unfortunate. Listen, my biggest win of the weekend, unconventional one I might go, but familiar name. Uh, Listen, Duke is undefeated, ladies and gentlemen. Duke is in charge of the ACC outside of Florida State. Duke University is undefeated 
in in football. So that team that beat Clemson to begin the season, that was a legit team. So Clemson has two losses on their record to now two ranked teams. It was funny that they're out of the ranking, but get them out of here. Um, of course, the the big the big the big game this weekend. Well, one of the big games this weekend was Colorado at Oregon. Yep. And uh, oh, brother, it it got ugly and it got ugly fast. Uh, know, how about we go through some of the AP poll rankings while what, while we're here? Go one ahead. thing for Colorado, I was at a funeral during that game. I didn't realize there was another funeral happening on live tv i've been sitting on that all week paul you was ready you was ready you was ready to deliver that one too i was ready that felt great um bam says the biggest l goes to ryan day for calling that 97 year old lou holtz are you shitting me you're what no yeah first off bam nobody told lou whole ass to get up on college game day and come right at ohio state he didn't he didn't he didn't send no subliminals lou holtz directly said yo them boys over there that play for the ohio state they they just not they not developed here no more they're not tough like that then he was like, I was on the staff when we won the national championship. And them, them over there, they ain't got it. They ain't got the cajon. He's basically, he said, he was talking about Notre Dame tougher. They stronger. They faster. And they're just going to pull out a close one. So Dog, are you kidding me? How dare you? Yeah, yeah. like, don't talk to your elders. Like, hell no, nah, no. Nah. Nah, I'm going to get at him. Right to his face. I'm going to get at him. Speaking of, yo. Yeah, I saw. Uh, so Kyle says he actually saw a little bit of the Oregon Colorado game at the end of the third quarter. The total yards were 478 34. A funeral? Put yeah, him in the it, it was it was bad. Um, Ryan, Bam says Ryan Day is the worst Ohio State coach in 20 years. Now that I might be with. Let's talk about the latest AP poll rankings, mm-hmm. right? So the the top three are still the same: Georgia, Michigan, Texas. In that order, yep. Ohio State moved up to number four after the big win at Notre Dame. Yep. Florida State. Uh, now drops to five after the close victory at Clemson, which let me tell you something was a very good game and special teams matter. Kickers matter. College kickers are the fucking absolute worst. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are a collegiate offensive coordinator and you so happen to hear this, go for it. They stink. Just go for it. Just go they, for like it. They, they, they stink. Uh, continuing on, uh, Penn State, Washington uh, go, uh, move up a spot, so they are now 6-7. and seven. Yep. Southern Cal dropped, dropped to 8 after the Arizona – I think it was the Arizona State game. Yep, and they yeah, won. Arizona, uh, which was a tough game for them. Which on the, listen, on the road in, in, uh, in, in Sun Devil Stadium is tough. You know what I realized? I've heard a lot of professional players, professional NFL players say this more uh, more often than not. They say playing in the NFL, traveling on road games is, is a little bit more – the crowd, while the crowds are tough, it's nothing comparable to going into a rival college stadium. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with – I've never been to an NFL game, but I feel like college fans bring a little more intensity than Because it feels like the NFL stadiums, for the most part, they're more classier fans. A lot of guys yeah. are like – they're cheering, and they but – like, and they just fight at NFL stadiums. Yeah. Well, I mean, they fight at college stadiums, too. Um, but it feels like NFL fans are, you know, they're cheering for their team for the most part. And if they lose, hey, it is what it is. And I think NFL stadiums, since they hold, you know, the capacity is a lot larger, you might no, no, be no. able to. College stadiums are normally a little bit bigger, depending on where they're at. Really? Dog, have you seen some of these college stadiums? Like, I know Alabama, Texas, like Michigan. Oregon, Yo, Michigan. There's a- 
there's a lot of I don't know how many college I mean how many NFL stadiums fit over a hundred thousand. There are several in college. college. I wonder if college if it's like because the stadiums and this is just a little, little, a little more bowl. They go, yeah, they're bowl shaped and they go up and while NFL stadiums a little bit, they're so the wider. sound comes down in a college stadium compared to an NFL stadium. Yeah, the big house is a little over a hundred thousand. I know Alabama's a little over a hundred thousand. Texas is a little over a hundred thousand. Uh, Texas, uh, Texas A&M stadiums, huge, massive, a little over a hundred thousand. Tennessee's a little over a hundred thousand. I mean, those are, you know, has a big stadium, South Carolina. I went to my mother-in-law yeah, in South uh, Carolina. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we went by one. the stadium. I was like, Oh yeah. my God, this is massive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there are some massive, pretty, pretty big stadiums in college. Um, that was just an interesting tidbit that I heard from some professional players. Anyway, continuing on, Oregon, after the complete ass-kicking of Colorado, um, they move up to nine. Utah is now 10, which is funny. I hear a lot of programs say that Utah plays tough in Salt Lake City, and then outside of Salt Lake City, they are not like that. That's funny to me. Yep. Let me ask you something. After that Oregon-Colorado game, did you feel that that discourse around, like around the game, after the game, was a little racy? Yeah, I feel like their coaches are adding a little something extra for Prime because it's Prime. Wasn't it the pregame speech? Oh, the pregame speech? I don't have a problem with Oregon's pregame speech. The, you can laugh. You can laugh at the irony. They do it for clicks. Meanwhile, ESPN is filming your pregame speech for engagement and clicks. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't. I don't have a problem. Prime talks a big game, and. You should be able to take it, you know. If you can, you be and he did. Like he owned, he owned the loss yeah. at the press conference. He was like, "Yo, they kicked our ass." Yeah. So this is what I don't like. I don't like how people go on the internet and say, "Oh, the way he was arguing in the post conference, and you know, all that is because he was a black coach, and they were all collab- colluding." Because you know, you, you heard the report of you know teams were uh, conspiring uh, and yeah. helping. It's like, yo, dog. I feel like. That's common in football, by the way. Teams and coaches yeah. call other coaches to see how or how if they saw what they saw, how they kind of game play. That's that's yeah. what they, they do in the offseason, too. So please don't. This is not, not nothing new. And teams trade film. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Like, it's fine. I have yeah. no issue with anything that happened. Listen, I like what Deion said. Give me, while, give me, give me now while we're not good. This is a team that's growing. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. The more of these games they keep getting in prime time, and talk, the, you more, just, the more talk y'all keep doing on Colorado, y'all think this is gonna stop? Especially this, was, this. This is this year is the year to let people know. As long as they are competitive in most of these games, yep. then it will tell a lot of recruits they're not even that this close away and that is how, i'm telling you next year's colorado and i'm telling you the two years from now the 2025 version of colorado it would not surprise me if they're i mean i think they're going to be in the big 12 they are going to be highly competitive in the big 12 yeah and with the transfer portal it's a lot easier to build teams we're going to talk about bama in a second it's so much easier to build teams now the transfer portal i just he's right like dealing give me now why you can because because that defense is butter. And they're missing and they're, not that Travis Hunter is going to cover up that kind of ass beating, but they were down their second most important player. They were. Uh continuing on in the top 25. So Notre Dame drops to 11 after the uh the Ohio State loss. Yep. Alabama's now at 12, LSU's at 13. Let me ask you about Alabama. Does it feel like they lost a step this I, year? It it feels like it. It's, you can say the same thing about Georgia in a couple of seconds. I think we're going to talk about who are our top 4 teams after the first month. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like Bama and Georgia both look like they've lost a step. Yeah, they for, lose a lot of good NFL talent and things yeah. don't look as smooth. As I think it's time for Nick Saban to embrace the transfer portal. He's kind of against it. He's kind of been pushing back against that, pushing back against NIL and the coaches that embrace it. Like I think he's 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 found some transfer guys. I think so. Here's the thing about Alabama: you are getting a lot of you get a lot of transfer portal interest, but you also bring in some of the top recruits. So yeah, wow, you can look for the transfer. Porter, you are also known historically for developing players very well. So there are probably there's probably plenty of NFL talent. My thing is, it does look like they've lost a step, but I just think they haven't found they haven't found the QB that runs the system well. They got a running a QB who maybe struggles yeah. to pass. You have a passing QB who maybe isn't as mobile. Maybe if you put them together, you may have Bryce Young, Tua Tagovailoa, so on and so forth. Um, all right, keeping keeping it going. Oklahoma uh, is now 14 in the top 25. Wazoo, Washington Let's State, five spots to uh, 16. Uh, Mizzou, Kansas, and Fresno State also joined the top 25. Just some other notables. Uh, shout out to the Pac-12. You guys are showing up strong. Um, Colorado, uh, as you can imagine, after a beating like that, they drop out of the top 25. So, Danny, when you are taking a look at the landscape of college football, who would be in your college football playoff if the season ended today? If we're doing it only the four, the old-fashioned way, and this is – I don't have Michigan in there at all. Michigan has played no one. True. So, for me, it's Texas. And this is not in any order. Texas, Ohio State, Florida State, mm-hmm. and UGA is the reigning national champion. They haven't really played anyone either. But they did beat South Carolina. That is a, a, a divisional. It's it's SEC team. So those would be my four. In no particular order, Texas, Ohio State, Florida State, UGA. Listen, I don't like them, but until they lose a game after winning 19 straight, I'm going to keep Georgia at one. I got Texas uh, probably two, Ohio State three. Um, and honestly, when I look at the landscape, Washington, I think should be four. I think they are a really good squad. So up in Washington. I Washington was the first one out for me. Yeah, uh, Washington is really, really good. I think Michael Penning Jr. is really, really good. Some other notables, Penn State, what they're maybe doing in uh, Happy Valley may be notable. Michigan, to Bam's point, they are number two. I just got to see them play somebody because I, I know. I know he not up here talking about some Rutgers. Bam, find me the last NFL player that played at Rutgers. Rutgers beat up on Virginia Tech, who is not looking the best. So take that's, that. That's a, that's with, a, that, that, ain't, that ain't nothing to. Yeah, ain't nothing to brag about. Um, listen, Michigan State, whatever the fuck y'all got going on, it smells you, nasty. Did you read the Times article of how that unfolded? Um, it's long, or was it the Daily Beast? It was some some publication. Talk, talk, talk. Tell me more about it. So the. Michigan State's head coach, Mel Tucker. Uh, Mel Tucker, thank you. Signs this big deal um, to help his players understand like consent and the effects of sexual violence and rape. They bring this um, the speaker who specializes that um, she was raped. She's been very open about. It. She brings him to campus. He brings her to campus. The talk goes well. It goes so well. He wants to bring her back periodically over the years to have these conversations, not only with football players but like with athletic staff as a whole. Mm-hmm. And according to to Mel, he's saying that those two kind of formed a relationship, even though he was married at the time. He's saying he and he and his wife were separated, but he was legally married, it sounds like. And she's saying 
no, no, no. He made multiple passes at me. I told him, no, we are just friends. And the big bombshell in this is that he rubs one out while talking on the phone to her. And he's saying this he's is saying it was all consensual. He's saying that those two started to develop a physical consensual relationship. She is saying, no, no, no. He has hit on me multiple times. I have told him no multiple times, but she still wanted to go back to the school to keep talking to athletes because that's like that's her thing. And then she said one no like, sucker, he, no sucker. Listen, brother, it's over. Oh, yeah. He's been like he's been fired. We got him. And you're not coming back. We got him. We got him. But he's he's fighting back because all that money was guaranteed. The only way he would lose that money is if Michigan State could fire him for something. Justable cause. For justable cause. Yes, bam. 80 million for phone. Essentially. So he may be thinking this is an inside job because he's bad. The team's bad. And I don't to not pay him that money. Yes. He think he's thinking there's some sort of conspiracy. And he is saying that this was consensual. And if he can prove it was consensual, he's still going to that this is a conspiracy. Yes. Oh, well, then I'm with the black man. Well, actually, no, I'm going to take that back. I'm not with nobody. I'm not with nobody. This this, is the irony in all this is so thick. I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, I know, Kyle. Exactly. Yeah, I see this too. Um, Well, Prayers and condolences to all parties involved. Moving on to our quick hitter, big deal or no deal Let's do it. section. Uh, Danny, I, I'm going to run through some things. We're going to end on play, WNBA playoff talk since I know that's a big talking point. Uh, li- listen, an NFL team scoring 70 points in an NFL defense. It seems kind of personal. Is this a big deal or no deal? Big ass deal. We ain't seen oh, that since 1966. Yeah. I got to shoot somebody. I'm not a violent man. But as someone who played football, someone scored 10 touchdowns on me, somebody fighting. We got to do something. Let me tell you something. I At first, I thought, man, Denver's defense just stopped playing. But then I realized, first off, the, the that Denver team could not have believed they were about to come in and win that game, for one. Two, it also made me realize that Mike McDaniel must have told his players before that game started that the Denver Broncos – once interviewed him and didn't give him the head coaching job and so that this is per- a little personal to him and they went out there and said okay coach we got you dog sean payton talking all that sweet shit 70 points 70 on your I head i tweeted this out i said uh 70 70 points in the nfl defense is a good way to get somebody fired i'm waiting to see if uh what, from- what have i said about sean payton since the inception of the show he can't coach defense he a fraud oh lord Fraud. Uh, listen, speaking of fraudulent activities, uh, is it a big deal or no deal that Josh McDaniels and Marcus Freeman maybe lost their respective teams the game with soft play calling? It's a big deal. This is we talked about this last week. The Raiders are too poor to fire Josh McDaniels this year. So this is it for the year. Listen, Marcus Freeman in Notre Dame, Josh McDaniels in the Raiders. Let me tell you guys something. You play to, to win, win the game. game. You play to win the game. Sometimes I get lost. You play to win the game. I don't even want to talk about Chandler Jones. Man, man, man. I hope he gets the help he needs. Uh, 
the, uh, prayers and condolences to Chandler Jones as well. Um, yeah. How long can the Jets stay patient as a team here? Is this a big deal or a no deal? They need to do something this week. <laughs> they need to. Like, what, what can they do? Everyone's, listen, everyone Look. says, go find somebody. Go pick up him. Go pick up him. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to let you know it is week three of a 17-week NFL season. Who the hell are you going to bring into a locker room that is going to learn the playbook that fast and be competitive in live game action enough that better than the only person that's been there through camp and all that? You are stuck, New York Jets. You are S-T-U-C-K. Stuck, stuck, stuck. Can we can we I'm put a sorry? Can we put a pin in that? Because before we came on air, Colin Kaepernick sent. Did you read that? What? So oh, you didn't see it. Oh God. So Colin, so J. Cole releases this letter that Colin Kaepernick wrote to the Jets asking to be on their practice squad. And there are references at the end of this letter. And it's like, my man, you took the hush money. It's over. You know, I'm, getting I'm getting tired of hearing about this. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting tired I'm of hearing this, people. man. I'm with the people. I'm down with the cause. Power to my brothers and my sisters. But let me tell you all something. Colin Kaeper Kaepernick said it with the NFL. And what they told him is, my man, you are never going to play football again. If there's an opportunity to come up, act like you're interested. So the press, so that we can have that engagement. But you are never playing another NFL down again. Take this money. Go feed your family for life. But you, sir, will not play in the We're NFL done. again. And it's wrong, right? Cole, like, give me the fall off. Don't give me anything about Colin Kaepernick. He's not coming back. Jets, again, you are S-T-U-C-K, stuck, stuck, stuck. There's no one you can bring in. There, there, there's RG3, you are great. There's, Hilarious. there's just nobody you can bring in. No, there's nobody you can bring in. Can't bring Kyle, in Carson. I hear you saying Joe Flacco. Are you serious? If you go out there and sign Joe Flacco, what are you telling your team? Joe Flacco gives us a better chance to win than Zach Wilson. But he does. He does. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. That Dog. was listen. Dog. If you want to do anything, go back and get Mike White. Then Jesus. you might have him. Hold on. Looks like a, I know. I know Zach Wilson is last in QBR, but I just need to see how bad it is. Oh, I'm sorry. Justin Fields has the worst QBR. Zach is second. You want to? You want to guess Zach's QBR out of a hundred? Forty-two. 26.7. Listen, Jets, you are stuck. How about let's talk a little WWE? A lot of let's latest storylines. Uh, oh. I think John Cena's coming back, maybe trying to take down uh what is it, the Usos and the Bloodline. Yeah, we don't care about that. We care about the signing that was announced. Jay Cargill. Yes, sir. Talk to me. Listen, this is big. This is big. I see what Triple H and them doing. They over there trying to get I see Triple H gonna put Jade and Bianca together, and let me tell you something. Call the horny police because Twitter gonna melt. It's gonna be, they got they name gotta be something with chocolate in it. Oh, it's gonna be blackberries. I already know. I already sent it to Triple H. Um, listen, call them dipped in chocolate. <laughs> <That's> not... <laughs> they listen. gonna be out here arm wrestling dudes in the audience. Do you find it interesting that Jimmy Uso is kind of in the bloodline, but it kind of seems like he's not in the bloodline, and Jay Uso's just trying to figure out if he wants to go back in the bloodline or not? Yeah, I think 
So it seems to me like they're painting the story of Jimmy and Jay without the bloodline not being so hot to to kind of what yeah. I think paint a reunion of them forming the bloodline back. Correct. Because I, I feel like this like, is going to happen around the Royal Rumble, maybe end of this year. Because what I feel like might happen maybe around Survivor Series time is that the New Day is going to take on the bloodline. Okay, for me it's uh, for me it's um brain fart. What's what's the faction Rhea Ripley's in with Finn and Damian and the uh, New Day. The, no, that's not, not the new day. day. Judgment Day. Judgment Day. That's yeah. I think I think Judgment Day is gonna. That's what I meant to say. Did I say New Day? Yeah, you said New Day. Judgment, I mean, Judgment day, day versus same, Bloodline. Yeah, same. Yes, I agree with that. I feel I like I feel like they're they're gonna put a beating on Jay, and that's gonna cause, hey, come back to the Bloodline. You know, yeah, I am with you on that. But it does seem it does seem to me like Solo Sokoa and maybe Paul Heyman are not as accepting to Jimmy Uso as they are, and that's gonna be that's the next chapter in this story. And I think we're trying to put water in the ketchup until we get to Mania season or on the cusp of Mania season because that's that's the main event of Mania next year to me is Solo versus Roman. I think it's Solo versus Jimmy. Really? I think it's Solo versus Roman for the title. Jay versus uh, Roman, maybe. And with Paul in Solo's corner. I think Paul's going to turn on Roman. Good. You can see. Um, What do you think about uh, Nia Jax coming back? That's going to be Jade's first. I feel like that's going to be Jade's first beef. Because the thing about Jade is she's strong. Nia, big girl. Yeah, but that's one. That's my only thing. Naya, be gentle with that queen. Tell Jade to be gentle. Naya got a history of hurting folks too. Yes, she does. Maybe so. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe Ashka, because she's gonna be on SmackDown. You think? I mean, she was signed yesterday. They announced the signing yesterday. I feel like I mean she's gonna show up Friday. Um and Raw has enough. Like Raw has Becky Bianca's on Raw when she comes Becky's back. NXT now she's the NXT champion. Which yeah, but she but her like she bounces from NXT to Raw. Hmm. Well, she was on Raw before NXT. Like like Raw has enough women. Smackdown has a lot too with Roman and all they have know. is WWE's Charlotte. WWE's in a good spot. I'm talking, about for, I'm talking about for women's talent. Like SmackDown has yeah. Charlotte, Ashka. What else you got? They got Shotzi, Bailey. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, Jade belongs. I'll put on SmackDown. Um, let me ask you if this is a big deal or not. Taylor Swift at Chiefs games. Listen, announcers, let it go. Let it, let go. it go. I don't want to hear about that bullshit. No, I don't care. Did you see? Now it's bled. To- baddies. Talk to me when Rihanna is back at an NFL arena. Talk to me when Beyonce in the arena. Let me know when Meg may be twerking that sound. Dog, did you? That went Talk to me when Sade is in the arena. I'm here. You gave me the kiss of life. She ain't lost a step. Hold it, Sade. Kiss of life. 50 fine. Yeah, you right. Hold it, she. Let me ask she you is right. 60 years old. Oh, yeah, nah. Listen, hold on. Uh, my next statement was not about to be appropriate for the show. Sade, I know it's... I know it's never mind. Sixty. Let me tell you something. The Lord love black women. He got to. He got to. Uh, he black women. He the Travis went back to the milk. I don't know why. Why is this a Why is this a development that newsflash? White man likes white woman too. I don't know, man. First off, why y'all on Travis's jock like that? Like my man, don't be pulling baddies. 
What if Taylor Swift is main, but he got a couple of side nominees that's some chocolate sisters? I hope he wouldn't be doing what sisters like that. Travis was knocking down mad sisters in his in his in his free time, but then had a little extra free time for you know a Taylor Swift and had to let some women's go. He probably has I, some I hope. Too. I, I hope he wouldn't and, treat women and, like that. Listen, listen, look at Travis's ex-girlfriend. I mean, he has some baddies. He he just wanna dip in, he just wanna dip dip, he just wanna be a milkman for a little bit. And y'all, and I see the play too. His mama, his mama loved uh, Taylor Swift. She was so he was probably he probably that's probably how they initially connected. His mom, like Taylor Swift, hit her up and was like, "Mama Yo, Kelsey, like to come to one of your shows." And she was like, "Oh my gosh, Travis, congratulations!" Mama Kelsey got two Hall of Fame sons and, and a potential megastar as a daughter-in-law. She went in. She the real victor in all this. Bam, Bam said Taylor Swift a certified. The Bam. hell she not. And that's when we're going to get into our WNBA. Bam, bam. But so no, bam, go rub one out. The Liberty and the Sun playing. Yes. This Liberty and Sun are playing. This is game Sun two. Uh, Connecticut. Connecticut's up right now. Connecticut's 42 up to 38. Talk to yeah. me about these uh, WNBA playoff matchups so far. So before we get into that, um, awards were announced. Asia won Defensive Player of the Year. That was announced two or three days ago. Brianna Stewart, it was announced before this game. She won MVP. I would have preferred Asia, but I get why Stewie. Stewie had four 40-point games this year. She's like top three in all the major categories. It's fine. I really, I really don't think Asia needs to win his finals MVP, and then her resume is complete. Um, the Sun and Liberty have been really interesting. Connecticut took game one. So they're Connecticut's up 1-0 against New York, and if this holds, they're going. they'll be two up 2-0 going back home. Let me tell you something. Three or if five the, game series. It's five game series. Ooh. Let me tell you something. If the New York Liberty lose in the second round, we we are going to have a serious conversation. Oh, especially since uh, Stewie just won. MVP. Especially like that's Dirk losing the Golden State level right there. Now Connecticut is a great yeah. team, right? Like, don't First get me off, wrong. I can't, I can't let you get that off. Connecticut's a good team. Like, I'm not saying Connecticut is full of scrubs. But they don't have a superstar like New York. New York has two superstars, like two bona fide superstars. One of their superstars left Connecticut last year to go play in New York. And you can't, dog, oh, Dewana Bonner is personal. personal. Yeah, so John Quell Jones played in Connecticut last year. They lost in the finals to, to Vegas. And John Quell went to New York with Stewie to join Sabrina. So, yeah, this. And Alyssa Thomas, Alyssa Thomas plays for Connecticut. She was. She got second place in MVP voting. She has had the most triple doubles in WNBA history in one season. Like she, she's a tank. So, what do you think? What's so? What's your WNBA finals uh, matchup prediction? So, game it's going to be Vegas. Vegas plays Dallas tonight. They Asia dominated Dallas, which is insane because we talked about Dallas earlier this year about how they can match up with Vegas, especially on the front court. They have two bigs. That over six feet, like the theory is you can just beat Asia up on the glass. They tried it, it did not work. Game one, Asia had like a 30 piece, it was and it looked relatively easy. So, I think Vegas is going to win that matchup. I think Dallas will win tonight, but I think Vegas is going to win the war. And I really want to pick Connecticut. I'm almost there. Connecticut has turned up the defense against New York. We'll Everyone, see. everyone's favorite white girl, Sabrina Ionescu, uh, she not showing up in the playoffs. That's kind of crazy when the heat turn on. What happens Yo, when the lights turn let, on? You gotta let this. You gotta let. I this don't. Go. I don't hate Sabrina. 
I just think I've said it before. She gets superstar treatment, and she is not a superstar. I think she is. She is the third best best play on her team. So that means her team's good. She's a great number three option, and she's an okay number two option. That's eight. That's not hate. Hey, Sabrina had the team herself last year, lost in the first round of the playoffs. Well, we'll see. So by this time next week, are, will, will, will the finals be set? Yeah, I think this time next week. I think the finals start next Wednesday, but I think this time next week we'll we'll have our matchup. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So you can anticipate a finals breakdown uh, on next oh, it's, week's it's gonna, episode. It's going to be real of, easy. It's going to be Asia, Vegas, and three. Asia's your MVP. I don't care who they play. That girl on a mission. Stay up tonight. They come on at 10 o'clock, Vegas versus Dallas. Just watch number 22 in black. Just watch her. She's incredible. I'm excited. I'm I'm, going to be tuned in. Um, Danny, it's been been a great show. Listen, I want to end this show by once again revisiting this Superflex Dynasty trade. Just just so we can leave the people with a little bit of a cliffhanger as we go into our show. Uh, I mean, as we go into next week. So, Danny, we're, we're going to talk about this one more. Is this the uh, the Superflex? Yeah, the Superflex. So, you are interested in maybe bulking up your RB room. So, you're interested in Travis Etienne. Yep. I'm, I'm looking at my wide receiver room saying, we need a little help here. Yep. So, I'm, I'm looking at a Stephon Diggs. Correct. So, you're saying... Um, I'm also looking at your team and saying, hey, Evan Ingram might be a good upgrade at the tight end position. Yep. So maybe I offered Pat Fryer Muth at first, and maybe something you had to think about. So I was thinking, um, so it was Stefan Diggs and Evan Ingram. What I could also do. If if Pat Fryermuth to Tyler Higby is not of interest, then I could also I could consider Jackson Smith and Njiba mm-hmm. or Nico Collins. I'm gonna keep it a whole buck with you. I'm gonna try to get my hands on AJ Brown or Jamar Chase one more time. All right, and then, and then I'm gonna circle back. All right, there you go. I'm gonna keep it a bean with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna test my man's Jamar Chase theory. Who's who's Jamar Chase theory? Um, uh, what's theory. that guy? Yeah, Burleywood. Oh, that's Reggie. Yeah, he has Jamar and AJ, and he put both of them on the trade block last week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna test it, Danny. You I'm know what? Test it. You you you're going for one. No, I'm gonna do two for one. I'm giving the same trade I offered him last week. Keenan Allen and Evan Ingram for AJ Brown. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Jamar first and see what he says. All right, brother man. Well, we'll see, ladies and gentlemen. We'll keep you updated next week on Speak On. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the it has been the bro with the fro and you already know that when I speak on it, sometimes I got to go. I'm here as always with the smoothest bald head on the East Coast. Talk I want to, to thank all of you for another incredible show. Make sure you follow the pod at Speak On the underscore pod on Twitter, on Instagram, 
um, on TikTok. Make sure you follow myself at Los D Mix on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Twitch. We out here, Danny. Let the people know where you can find them. Find me on the Bird app at Danny Ocean Forty One. Also, send your questions to us. Speak on a pod fourteen at gmail.com. We haven't gotten questions in a while. Football season's here. They could be fantasy related. They can be life related. Um, if you need ideas, I know the weather's changing. You need some ideas. How do I invite her over to my house to snuggle and watch a game? I got you. Got the playbook already typed up. No, wait, wait a minute. How do you have them? You've been married. I'm just saying, like, I, I mean, I got the playbook in the, the game washed. Yeah, it's washed now. But back, hey, man, back when I was a stallion, hey. First off, okay, we're going to end the show. Grown men referring to themselves as stallions. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, God bless you. Y'all have a great week. You know where to catch us next Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Lowe's D makes Danny speak on it. Peace.